once again I'm at the lake a misty morning today I've mentioned that I, uh, I've been watching YouTube videos um, recorded by Brad Warner, who um, has a channel called Hardcore Zen. And he's also written some books. He's uh, an American Zen teacher. And this morning I watched a video called Can You Be a Little Bit Greedy? Which he recorded a few days ago. Which uh, I thought I'd mention because I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good, a good talk. And uh, I recommend it. He, he talked a bit about spiritual greed. And that um, there's a few things I think to say about it. The first is in, in some ways in some ways it's very useful to divide greed up into different kinds of greed. Um, particularly when it would be easy to overlook. Because some types of greed are quite subtle. And when it's when it's greed for things which are something that we consider to be good it can be very easy to completely miss that completely overlook that we are in fact acting on on greed at all Another way to look at it would be to say that dividing greed up into different kinds um, is, in a way, you could say it's overcomplicating things. So even though it's a useful reminder and can open our eyes to things that we wouldn't have even considered to be uh, greed, Another way of looking at it would be that, in a sense, there's only one kind of greed. And there's a, a line in the morning scriptures, I think. I'm trying to think which, uh, which scripture it's in. I may look it up and add it to the notes for this podcast once I've got home. 
the, the line is now you have so guard well. So really any any deviation or diversion from the knowledge, the deep knowledge of the truth of that is what greed is. And as we train and continue in our training, I think this knowledge of sufficiency, this understanding in the heart really, in the gut, grows. Dogen, a great Zen teacher, wrote about his spiritual question, which was along the lines of the teachings say that we're already enlightened, so why do we have to train? Why do we have to meditate and keep the precepts? And I think, now you have so God well. It's a very relevant piece of teaching in this regard. There's, there seems to be two parts to, to that. First part is now you have. And as I've said, the part of our training actually allows us to see that despite hip appearances, despite superficial changing conditions which we may find pleasant or unpleasant sometimes extremely unpleasant or pleasant or whatever underlying all of that is a sufficiency which can be described in many ways But I think on the last podcast I talked about one way of expressing the eternal is unborn, undying, unchanging. And when we meditate, including when we meditate in the midst of difficulty, There may be thoughts and emotions 
that we're sitting with, that we're doing our best to be still with. When we sit in that way, we are sitting within the sufficiency. If this was not sufficient, then I don't think that the great teachers of the present and of the past would have told us that meditation is the central practice. They say that the Buddhas point the way, but you have to walk the path for yourself. They also say that he who counts another's treasure can never have his own. In other words, Reading another person's words, even if they are dripping with the truth and pointing in the right direction, the only way that they're really of value to you is if you put, it, put those words into practice. I think it's, it's easy sometimes to look for understanding in the words. Rather than look for understanding in the practice that those words have pointed to. I think this is one of the reasons why it's said that Zen is taught heart to heart, beyond words. So practicing however difficult, however counterintuitive it may seem, particularly at the beginning, allows us to recognize more and more that there is sufficiency. Now you have 
the second part of that phrase from the scriptures is so guard well again can be seen as a little bit paradoxical if it's unborn, undying, unchanging then what do we need to do? Reminds me of some teachings where there's almost like a parable that's used of somebody who has a precious jewel without their knowledge sewn into their robe and just walk past some people thank you So this person, without their knowledge, has this precious jewel carried close to them all the time. And they leave home and they search, travel, endure hardships. Without the knowledge of the jewel, without knowing that they are incredibly rich. And it's not until they return home that they realise what they had all along. So guarding well is actually about awareness. It's about recognising now you have. And that's where this all ties into greed. Because if we are grounded in the the reality of sufficiency then rather be rather than being controlled by greed which could be described as acting on the assumption of insufficiency we're in a position to act from a place of sufficiency And rather like serving oneself food when there is uncertainty or doubt about where the next meal is coming from and therefore a tendency to pile the plate a bit high. Understandably, under those circumstances.
there is a tendency if we are under the impression that we are insufficient there's a tendency to try to fill the gap to try to find sufficiency through a surplus a surfeit and that can take many forms including spiritual greed the good news about all this is that points us to sufficiency and points us towards in a sense ease away from fear and allows us to stand up straight in a sense there's no need to scheme plot and so on it's like a layer of confusion or complication is removed from things and we can do what we need to do use what we need to use eat what we need to eat drink what we need to drink. Hi, good thank you. Hi there. Very often I'm minded of trying to find a, a high peak. In fog and how easy it is to walk up a hill and think that we have found the high place and then gust of wind comes the fog parts for a moment and you realize that we're very far from being at the highest place there is much more to do and we have to be willing to come down off our small hill possibly walk through the mud a while wherever the path takes us so we can go yet higher I suppose everything that I've been talking about is really rooted in humility. Yeah. 
humility sounds austere and like a bad thing in a way, a difficult thing, like taking bad tasting medicine. But another way of looking at it is when you are walking on the path, the path is lifting you and recognising that reduces the burden on you because suddenly it is not you that's lifting yourself higher there's something far, far greater, far bigger so I think, uh, I think that's probably enough once again I I recommend Brad Warner's latest video on Hardcore Zen on YouTube. And I hope uh, wherever you are, you have a great day and stay well.